Welcome to Talem Themes. We are in Capitol Yudbeis 12, The Pursuit of Life. King David was a prophet. The Gemara Miguel 14a tells us this, like a Rashi there. Hashem revealed to him that his future generations would be challenged and threatened by extinction. This came close to being fulfilled twice, the Radak tells us. And that's what this psalm was preemptively praying about. First, when Shaul was pursuing David to kill him and came very close. Secondly, when Atalia annihilated all of David's um, dependents, except for an infant, Yoash, in Malachim Bey's Parakid Aleph. And in this capital, we will have in Pasuk um, Ches a Shalshelis, which we will talk about shortly. It's with this in mind that David called out to Hashem, begging him to save him. David ends the psalm with a strong expression of his confidence that Hashem would protect and watch over him and his family, despite their being surrounded by challenges. Let's go to that Pasuk, actually. Ata Hashem, Tishmarim, please Hashem, watch over them, which could be referring to his family or the po- poverty-stricken people, depending on which Mefarish you're going with. Titzrenu, watch over them, preserve them. Minhadar Zu, from this generation, Laolam, forever. Now, it could be that it's talking about their in- the influence of the generation, or it could be it's talking about from a physical threat. So, first of all, let's talk about these words here. Um, two very fascinating things that I want to mention. One of them is that the Malbim says that the first expression of Tishmarim, Shemira, just means to guard them. That's a simple watching. But Nitzira is to preserve, to literally make sure they're okay. And I mention this story because I love it. Um, I don't like to use the word endangered species by humans because we're not animals. But there's an interesting story by Rishonor Feifeld, that's all, that he was showing a bunch of students, or maybe Balichuba, that came to visit his sukkah, pictures of his rabbeim from pre-war Europe. And he said to them, look very closely at these pictures of amazing people. He said, these are a almost extinct breed. They're called humans. And his point was to say that they were very great and that we lack sometimes and need to work towards that. Anyway, so that's a very fascinating thing. But another very, very fascinating thing, which I, I think this helps explain what the Titzrenu, why it's a shalshalis. Remember, shalshalis is a continuous shalshalis, right? It means a chain. So it's literally keeping the chain of Davidic dynasty alive. And more importantly, it's a prayer constantly. Please, Hashem, preserve us, preserve us, preserve us, and make sure that we do not uh, cease to exist. But the redox is something very fascinating. He says that Tishmarim is plural. Watch over them. But then Titzrenu is watch is is preserve him what does that teach us that teaches us Hashem, that hashem has individual attention for each individual and and that a lot of times in challenges of possible um death or threats against people there's an exacting eye of hashem that's looking over and orchestrating exactly what he wants and that's really really fascinating so that's why david david begged for this the um salvation of his nation of his of his descendants knowing that Hashem would watch over them and protect them. Let's talk about sheep among wolves, because there's something very fascinating. Vilnigon says that this psalm is a song of a day, the Shir Shalyom, that we say on Shemini Yatzaris. Why is that? So it could be that it's because of this. First, the seven days of Sukkot come, and there's a total of 70 sacrificial offerings brought in the base of Megesh, which correspond to the 70 nations who surround Israel. The offering on the eighth day, which is Shemini Yatzaris, represents the lone nation of Israel, <coughs> the innocent sheep, who would remain protected from the 70 wolves that surround it. This stood as testimony to Hashem's love and commitment to the Jewish nation. He would protect us and watch over us. Going in circles, I want to, I can't let this pass and not talk about the <clears throat> Pasuk tests. The evildoers go in circles. This is a reference to sins that accomplish nothing. The evildoers waste their lives pursuing falsehood and frivolity. The altar in the Vardic, or Yosef Yozel Horowitz, 
1947 to 1919, he actually died in a very big plague that he had been taking care of many of his students, and he eventually succumbed to it, but really was protected from it for a long time until Hashem decided it was his time. Anyway, but he is the master of the poignant and sometimes very, very hard to swallow parables because he just said it like it is. So he explains the evildoers. There was once a wagon driver who got drunk. He went out on a cold and icy night and took his carriage for a ride, for a spin. After many hours of driving in circles, he eventually sobered up and realized that he had literally gotten nowhere except tire himself and his horses out. So too, the evil inclination convinces us and intoxicates us with a pursuit of pleasure, only to leave us with a feeling of sadness and emptiness and the recognition that we got nowhere following these evil ideals. That's the meaning of the evildoers go in circles. Very, very scary words, but something to think about in all of our lives, the circles sometimes that we go in. Safa Vrisham Yisalechem. Karum Zalos of Neadam. Very famous Gemara and Brachos. Not for now, though. But that point of going in circles. Lastly, David Amalek teaches us to pursue worthwhile endeavors. David put his trust in Hashem, the only one who could be relied on. David shows us that a life of spirituality brings a true only true fulfillment and success. Thanks so much for listening.